Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. And I'm Jolly Paul. Welcome to 101. Our 101 yeah. episode. Hooray! Um, and you may have noticed a little bit of a new introduction for people who have been listening for a while. Uh, Jordy Paul's back on and he's here for st- he's here to stay. He's a permanent yeah. fixture from now on. Our third we, wheel. We have evolved. Multiplied. But, ob- obviously, if you don't like that, just let us know and uh, we'll sort it out. But um, for now, he's, he's, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm expecting please, our, please don't do that to me. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> I'm expecting our um, our figures to go up before the uh, Newcastle people downloading the episode. We'll have a look at that. We'll keep eyes on that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'm glad to be on, guys. I've, it's like being uh, like the winner of The Apprentice. I've been able to tell anybody or dis- disclose any information, so it's, it's nice to get it off my chest. That's I'm here. Yeah, you can't get rid of me. <laughs> and what a chest it is too. <laughs> right, glad to have you on. Glad to have you on. So. Let's get into it. On this episode, we will be reviewing Marvel's latest offering. Well, actually, Sony. Morbius. We have been to the cinema to watch it. Yes, it is horror. We're classifying it as horror. I don't give a shit what anybody says. And also, we will be doing our something to scream about. We will be carrying on our horror top trumps. And not only that, we have our movie from the vault, which Alley Cat John picked on the last episode. Brain damage from 1988. Awesome. Can't wait to tuck into those bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. What's everyone been doing? I'll, um, I've got a few little treats that I would like to discuss with you people. I don't know if you know. So I, I've watched a couple of couple of little bit gems in the last couple of weeks. One being uh, Demonic by Neil Blunkoff that came out. Now, I say it's a little gem. Um, it's uh, It's a little bit boring. Um, this one unfortunately i might save you a trip it's on amazon prime to watch now and obviously it's the chap who bought us Chappie and uh, district nine so we had high hopes for demonic we've been the horror the out into horror um it branches into the bit of the digital and touches on the bit of the black mirror ish um and it's uh but apart from that it's just a for me it was a bit bland a bit bland yeah and, and a bit low budget too low budget maybe but it he, he, he wasn't really there for me. So uh, so I, I needed something to cheer myself up after that. So I went and watched the film called The Beaster Bunny. <coughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. The Beaster Bunny. Which is some kind of low-budget thing out of, I think, New Zealand. I'm not even sure. It's, like, reminiscent of something like, of, um, I don't know, uh, Bad Taste or something like that. Fuck, you know. Like a big, weird bunny puppet lots and lots of kills they're very low budget lots of random women running around with nothing on getting eaten and then i guess it, i imagine it's some production or special effects company gone we just need to show off our special effects let's just do this worth a watch i'm going to keep watching these shit these shit movies on uh, amazon prime though. you keep doing them. you keep doing the good lord's work for us yeah <laughs> I think what I wrote as my notes was low budget, puppet bunny, big on tits and kills. So that's my little quick review. <laughs> nice. Um, what about you, Paul? Uh, Paul, what have you been up to? 
I am really ashamed to say I haven't really watched anything horror in the past couple of weeks. Um, I, apart from obviously the two films we're reviewing, um, yeah, I just plowing through. There's so much TV series at the moment I'm trying to get through, so I'm still cr- cracking on with the strain, but it's sort of annoying me a bit now. Um, so I'm sort of losing interest in it. Um, what are you on yeah. at the moment? What, what, how far are you into the strain? The s- middle of the second series. Okay, so yeah, like the first season's great. And then I thought maybe it, there's about four seasons in there and it does become a bit po- apocalyptic, but not in the right way, maybe after that. But there's some good, there are some good bits in it. There are some yeah, good bits. Yeah, it's. I stick with it. It's, it's, I quite like the history bits with the, the, the Nazis and the Jews and all that type of stuff. It's, it, 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 look, it's, it's something to watch on my lunch break at work. So yeah, I'll keep going through it. But then, like, just one of my, I know it's not really horror, but oh my God, Moon Knight. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, that's what. It, it, it's like. dealing with um you know the old split personality very well i i i, I really like it the accents i think people have had a pop up but i kind of like everything about it at the moment yeah, yeah. doesn't very good it. very impressed yeah so yeah no I haven't, I haven't really done a lot of horror but uh but yeah definitely go and check moon knight out if it's happened matt mm-hmm. what about you what have you been up to same not not a lot of horror really um moon knight was awesome you're right it was very good um but i'm not i you know what i'm going to um mention about a couple of podcasts <clears throat> horror podcasts that um i'm just going to give a little shout out because um i thought you know um i had a little listen to a couple of new ones so i listened to one called gag me with a knife which was pretty cool they've got uh, their latest episode is uh they do a 1983 film called sledgehammer uh, but it's really funny. It's a duo, uh, um, a man and a woman, and they 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 kind of really play off each other, and it's and it's good. It's really funny to listen to, and they really know their stuff as well. But if you get a chance, go check them out because they're really really good. And I thought their episode was wow funny, and I just I was just like you know taking you know, through a couple of other things. There's a a British one as well called the Horror Projects. Um, they did uh, the latest episode on Hereditary. So they pick just uh, a movie and they talk about it. But they again, they really know their horror stuff. Um, and uh, hosts, Phil and Laura, are quite funny with each other. And they really kind of um, make it enjoyable to talk about horror. But they're very, very into their horror. And I think you should go check them out if you get a chance. Because uh, it was good fun, what I've heard so far. But other than that, I ain't really done much else, horror-wise, I'm afraid. I've been doing I all mean, my top Gag Me With A Knife, I did listen to it, and I did have a look at their back catalogue, and they have done The Mutilator, so maybe I'll go back and listen to that one and see oh. if they mention anything to do with a hook in the puss. So, <laughs> see. You need yeah, that trademark sure now, Paul. T-shirts <laughs> and hats and bumper stickers with that on. <laughs> well, you know, I might know a T-shirt person eventually, so uh, who knows? <laughs> hook in the puss T-shirts coming your way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alrighty then, so we uh, get on to some news. There must be some news out there. Who's got Who's got any news for us? I'll, I'll, I'll start. Off. Oh no! Okay, Jordy Paul, you start off, mate. You go. I'm probably you've probably already got this, but uh, there was an It prequel series announced mm-hmm. from uh, I think it's called this, Welcome to Derry. Is this like in the early days, like the real early days? Yeah, so I think it's sort of. Uh, the origin, well, maybe not the origins of Pennywise, but it's, it's. I think it's around the fifties and sixties, and the based when he was like so, a child, like or a, a teenager. I don't know, whatever. 
No, no, he, it, no, it, he, it's, he's sort of always been there. I think it's probably going to deal with all like the disasters that happened around Derry. They didn't really go into mega detail in it in the film, but there's definitely some some disasters. And, and will sure he be it, in it though? Will Pennywise be in it? It hasn't been announced if he's going to be in it or not, which is mm. going to be a bit strange. I hope he is. It's, done that... by, it's it's done by Andy Muschietti as well, who obviously directed the film. So we're talking so... about Skarsgård maybe doing the role again. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go on to the next bit of news. He's um, he's been tipped to star in the next Crow reboot, so that could be quite interesting. It's been directed yeah, that was by my, yeah. It's been directed that was my next by, bit of news. I was oh! going to slide into it like professionally. But <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's on board. Him and FKA Twigs apparently are going to be starring in the new Crow film. But look, how many people have been starring in the new Crow film since? Jason Momoa. Yeah, I, I still wish that Corin Hardy could have made his Jason Momoa crow, man. That would have been badass. Big shame. But yeah, you know, if they do it right, then cool. We'll uh, see what happens. Any more news? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've got, uh, <laughs> got some stuff that's coming down the pipe from uh, Shudder. Um, there's some uh, is the latest Shudder um, announcements for halfway to Halloween month they're calling it very clever um, from the 11th we're getting like all the puppet masters which is great Rec 2 to Rec 4 very good movies uh, the pit and the pendulum is dropping on the 12th of uh, April quite looking forward to uh, like delving into that again we get later on the month we get antiviral and the crazies which is fantastic 25th is quite interesting. The ritual is going to be popping on there. I haven't seen that one, so I'm quite looking forward to checking that one out. Um, and Insidious 2 and 3 are dropping at the end of the month, as well as Becky. Becky's getting a release on Shudder, mate. Oh, nice. That one. And um, The Serpent and the Rainbow. That could be a future pick, mate. I've never seen it. I've heard lots about oh, it. I have <laughs> seen it when I was a kid. But okay. Um, cool. A bit of exciting news. I remember Keith David. Yes. The Thing yeah. and They Live, yeah. Of course, of course. We mentioned a movie that's starring Natalia Dyer and Asia Butterfield, Asia Butterfield, um, called All Fun and Games. Well, he's been added to the uh, list of cast for this movie. So that brings it up a notch, in my opinion. So what? keep an eye out for this horror movie called All Fun and Games. Going to follow that one. Mm, interesting. What about you, Matt? You got any news? Yeah, there's um, a new film from A24 coming out called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I think we might have talked on a previous episode a long time ago. Apparently it's coming to theaters in August, but I think that's America. I'm not sure if it's here. Um, but apparently it's got the rate, it's a slasher, and it confirms it will be in a hard 18 in the States. Well, an R-rated R, but an 18 over here, obviously. Um, apparently it's going to have loads of violence, bloody images, drug use, sexual references, and uh, <clears throat> perverse language. Mm. So apparently um, when a group of rich 20-somethings plan a hurricane party at a remote family mansion, a party game turns deadly in this fresh, funny look at backstabbing fake friends and one party gone very, very wrong. So we could have a a really cool f- a slasher on our hands from May 24, which would be fucking awesome. Well, yeah, mate, after X, bring it on, man. Bring the fuck yeah, on. Yeah, man. It'd be rugged. But that's all the news I've got. I did watch a trailer 
um, called The Baby, which is a HBO Max series that's coming on. Okay. Fucking weird, man. It's like the trailer's really funny, um, but it's also like a dark comedy. Um, sort of, it's got um, somebody from Peep Show in it. Don't know if you remember ever watched Peep Show. Yeah. Yeah, um, his girlfriend later on. Do you remember her? Vaguely. Yeah. Anyway, but like, um, <laughs> it looks like she's somebody's found a baby, and it looks like it's killing people. Awesome. But <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> that's what it looks like to me. That's all I can make out of the trailer. There seems to be a baby that appears out in a mysterious circumstances, and then a lot of death, and there's a lot of dead people. I mean, I don't know how it's doing it. But there's just it looks funny, um, and uh, also quite dark at the same time. I'm quite, it's a series, so HBO Max. Don't know where that will appear in the UK. Um, maybe Sky or something. Maybe like. Sky, yeah. So yeah, maybe work out. Just but it's simply titled The Baby. <laughs> Interesting. One to look out for. Um, but cool. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's um, without further ado, let's uh, get on to our main review. Michael Morbius. Discover who you're meant to be. The bad guy. Let's do it. Okay, so our movie this week is Morbius. Um, yeah, so we, we went into this one. Is it the cinema? Paul, you are in an empty cinema in um, Ireland, weren't you? Well, yeah, I thought I was. And then just before the film started, three people came in. So there was me and three others. Damn it. Wallowing misery. <laughs> yeah, so we've been out to the cinema to watch this one. So, a dangerously ill with a rare blood disorder and determined to save others, others suffering the same fate, Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. What first appears to be a radical success soon reveals itself to be a remedy potentially worse than a disease. Yeah, one star. Let's move on. <laughs> I so mean, we we obviously went you know uh, we we've been to these films a couple of these movies before venom um but like venom. you know this 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 let's start off this film uh has got panned you know it's it's, it's well revered in online and in everywhere you look it's it's getting a hard hard panning everywhere um I think there but might I be a reason. I think there might be a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went, I went in with very low expectations because of this, um, because you know of all the reviews coming out and stuff. But you know, I w- we'll give anything a chance. So we went to see it, and it was a movie. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, what, what are your first initial? Well, thoughts I mean, this one more than did Venom had more horror roots because obviously it's Morbius, the living vampire, so it's vampires. So it's that sort of mythos, brilliant. Okay, um, the movie itself obviously follows Do- uh, Dr. Morbius and um, his mate, Matt Smith. I can't even remember the bloody Matt name. Smith. George, Binky, I can't remember his weird. Lucian. Lucian, right, weird name. Um, and you know, they, they are two people who've got a rare disease and they're both like, um, not right, rare blood disorder where they need their blood recycling all the time. And um, he's obviously Dr. Morbius is really intelligent, I guess, and finding a way to um, improve their circumstances. In doing so, he finds the vampire bat 
in Costa Rica and is exploring that and exploits the blood and lo and behold gets a cure but the cure has get the cure comes with consequences that that first part where they initially land in like to to get the bat blood and stuff for me that felt like that that possibly that scene might have been a lot longer than it was do you know what i mean like very quick I think look, overarching before we get into plot details I think obviously this film's been made for three years or well mm. two years and I think people have just been cutting and chopping it and moving it around and, there's and been a lot of reshoots as yeah. well and that bit in Costa Rica might confuse the hell out of us because it is I mean and this is I suppose this is the curse of watching a trailer is that it was in the trailer and it looked it suggested that this was how he got to be a vampire yeah by the bats biting them through this random fence thing he puts his hand through. Now, obviously, it turns out in the film that the reason he's there is to collect the bats. Is that that? I think that's where he gets the bats from when they're in that little tube. Yeah, yeah? but it doesn't explain it or go back to it or do anything as to why he puts his hand through the bat, th- this fence thing, and why the bats don't actually just eat him alive. Well, that's, because... I, I feel like they they've kind of cut a scene where maybe those guys got killed like the guys he was with or something like oh it's like too gruesome we can't have too much killing take that scene out because you just see him kind of run off and the bats come out and then cuts and that's it we're back in we're in new york yeah it it didn't really Mm. yeah it didn't explain it it was just a random scene and then you're like well Okay. Yeah, it was a poor attempt at an origin story that sort of jumbled about everywhere that went from, you know, present day to mid-present day to, you know, when they were kids. And it's like, OK, why don't you just explore if you're going to do an origin story, just explore it as an origin, like create some actual story that we can get our teeth, our teeth into um, and get some get behind it. Um, I didn't like jared leto's character i didn't like matt smith's character so therefore it held little bit little um warmth for me to get anything into that's a that's a big problem <clears throat> for me um and then a lot of other stuff as well because i didn't really think like you said there's no story to this really um and there's not an, and there's not enough gore you know do something different this yeah well i this was it's a 15 over here. And I thought, when I went in, I thought, geez, well, there must be some bl- blood and some, but it was all just suggested stuff. And there was nothing, there was nothing 15 really about it. All the, uh, most of the kills were off screen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I, like, why? Why do that? Do you know what my fundamental problem with this thing, though, is, is that it's, and it's the same with Venom. And I don't understand why Sony can't understand this, right? Well, like, I do, because they haven't got a clue. But, you're making an origin story of a bad guy, right? Morbius is fundamentally a Spider-Man villain, yeah? Right, okay, because that's one thing I didn't understand. I, was, I thought he was like an anti-hero, but he's yeah, not. So, yeah, well, he, so in the, he's one of them in Spider-Man that he is, yeah, he's a, he's a doctor looking for cure and it all happens. And obviously, you know, he then becomes, you know, Spider-Man tries to save him and all this type of stuff, right? But he's a villain. And what this film didn't do is paint him out to be a villain at all. And I don't mean like, I don't mean, you know, just for someone who could be saved because he seems pretty comfortable now as a vampire to, at the end of the film, right? Uh, he, it just doesn't, like, 
the the bit where so obviously it goes into how he's experimenting and then he's got to do his experiments on water because it's illegal he's got to do it in national water so they hire a big ship right a big ship with seven mercenaries so god knows who was piloting the, the boat right god knows why they needed mercenaries on board but this is my problem with films like this is they needed mercenaries on board for somebody to kill because mm-hmm. he can't go and kill innocent sailors Mm. Or and then like even the mercenaries, he's like one of them gets up and goes, "I'm going to go and check on the doctor." Meanwhile, Jared Leto's turned into a vampire, but the mercenary can't just come in and get killed. He has to be a prick. He mm. comes in and starts giving the the, the woman's like, "Oh, nurse," and she's like, "Well, I'm actually a doctor." It's like, oh, "Yeah, whatever. I can do whatever I want." And it's like, "Oh well, he's a knobhead. Kill him. I don't really mind." Instead of the actual horror being, this guy's out of control. This guy doesn't know what he's doing because he's killing everybody. Yeah, they, do that. Right. And they didn't. That's the thing I think that really wound me up about having Matt, the Matt Smith character in there, is because okay, Matt Smith was the was the villain of this piece, and Morbius wasn't. And I didn't really need it. Didn't need because what's that supposed to give him a reason then to be good? But he's not good. He's going to be part of the Sinister Six, which we may find out later, uh, yeah. maybe. But he's not a fucking hero. Um, He's he's not. This should be his story of him turning to become a villain, and we don't get that. We don't get anything. Yeah, but that's what they should have. That's what they should have done. Yeah, there's no. This should be about the. It should be like about a conflict about how far do you want to go to save yourself, and it's not. There's no conflict there. It's just he's trying to save himself. He's trying to cure. He's trying to do a good thing, but there's no like. Well, you best not do it because this is going to happen. So, how badly do you want it? It's just, just do it and see what happens. But like even the mouse, they, they inject a mouse and the mouse dies and then gets back up. But surely the mouse would be starting to try and eat everything in sight. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing. Really, initially, what it needed to be was like a Jacqueline and Hyde story. Like, <clears throat> even if they wanted to, like, when he's a man, he's good. But when he turns, he's a fucking shit, and he's a killer. And he can't stop himself. But the but going back to the Matt Smith character, that was uh, the thing. The problem with that, and apparently it's been documented in, in the interviews with Matt Smith, is that he wasn't given any any character background, even though he asked for it. Apparently, he wasn't given any background for it, and he was given the script really, really late. And and but regardless to that, that whole character, how it's written, and I don't think it's, you know, I don't think Jared Leto did a a, a really bad job i think it's bad it's bad script writing and a bad story but there's just the, the relationship between them and they're, they're meant to be as thick as thieves growing up together they, they've gone through shit together they've got the same disease they've you know been together so long and then to, to the matt smith character to turn on him like he's he did it had no it had no sense in the story because yeah he turned on him but then he just stuck around but also stalking him but also, like, him and his girlfriend, they have got that thick apparent. You know, if we're supposed to believe, which this, it wasn't, there wasn't enough character building for us to believe that they were supposed to be thick and thieves, then wouldn't he just fucking make him a vampire anyway, or make give him the cure anyway, and they could go off and, and do some damage? Then Matt Smith could have died in some fucking unusual circumstances, and that would have even turned his story into something else. It's just, it's just for him to be disagreeing with his oldest friend, and Matt was the one that was embracing it. I was like, couldn't give a shit. 
Ah, oh, just annoyed me. Nothing. And then they had like detective comic relief through it. Those characters did not need to be in the story. <laughs> it's it's so and it wasn't even comic relief. It's just like like it just it just didn't make sense. They were just there to fit it's almost like they go, Oh, we need to fill these gaps or something. Let's write quickly write in two cops that are following him, but they're not gonna have anything to do with the story in the end. And they're gonna yeah. go into places and shake kit kitty litter to try and get cats to come to them for some reason. Which was really fucking strange. <laughs> but the, like the yeah, it's it's just put characters in just so the plot can move along rather than have anything to do yeah. with it. Like Jared Leto when he gets cap like collared by them, like the start to go, you know, the start to like investigate him, and and then he like knocks five police out, then legs it, then jumps up a massive building onto a roof, yeah, then. I know. Obviously, it's it's starting to hint that he can fly and stuff, and he loses control a bit. And... But then the copper just goes, "Freeze, no more," and he just stands there going, "All right, noise." Why didn't he just knock him out as well? <laughs> it, it's just, all right. Now I'm in jail. Now I'm captured. Why didn't he just get captured in the first place? Oh, yeah. yeah I just it, there's a load of just stupid stuff, and it just doesn't all knot together at all. And. It... It would have not had a de- better if they hadn't done the end, sequ- end credit sequence, to be honest. It's like, okay, so he's an anti-hero, kind of. Okay, he is a, or he is a hero with consequences, fine. But when they introduce the um, spoilers, if you're going to go and watch this, Vulture at the end, although that was in the trailer anyway. So anyway, they introduced that and they're going to... But it wasn't in the trailer. It's a it di- was a totally different shot. Different yeah, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Different. <laughs> and you know what? I'll tell you a little insight that before you carry on okay the that part with vulture at the end of the film was put in after the spider-man film came out so they went back and they did reshoots because they're like right we need to do let's do this now let's do sinister six if that's what they're going to go on to but how are we going to do it i know we'll do this and it was, uh, yeah. It was of, fucking crammed in uh, nonsense. And it's I like. I didn't even it, know what was happening. But what it didn't make any sense with the juncture of the movie. Because, okay, now we're supposed. Because now I'm like, ah, oh, I want another movie. I want one where he's completely fucking. I want him where he's a complete and utter cunt. Because that would have been the movie that I wanted to watch. Not this, all this Billy bullshit. Just make him a cunt. Make him a villain. Let's see him fucking tear some necks up. And then and then fight with that. I'd I'd be more happy to watch that movie. I don't think it's gonna go down that route. No, but the Sinister Six thing, right, like the so right. You obviously you're both saying Spider Man. Yeah. So so in the in Tom Holland's Spider Verse, right? Spider Man universe is a Michael Keaton. Yeah. And now Michael Keaton's not in Tom Holland's universe because he's in this other one. Yeah, because yeah. he appeared in this universe from nowhere. Yeah. So in any cut, in any obviously, again, it's just stupid stuff. So the last credit scene where Jared Leto is driving his Porsche through the desert, right? Why does he drive? He can fly. Anyway, um, right. So he goes there, right? And then he he the vulture rocks up in his same suit he's got yep. from the Tom Holland universe. Yep. Which how did he make that suit? If you remember exactly. Spider-Man: Homecoming with Avengers stuck. stuff. Stark which tech. don't exist in any other multiverse because that's what the same Spider-Man 
right? Yeah. So how the fucking hell has he made this suit? Anyway, forgive my friend. That's French. exactly what I said to and, uh, Butch when I walked out of the cinema. And then goes, the whole dialogue between them is just like, what? So he says to him, well, I don't know why I'm here. It must be something to do with Spider-Man. Well, thanks for dropping Spider-Man in because he's got nothing to do with anything in this film. And then Jared Le- <laughs> he goes to Jared Leto. Uh, I was thinking that maybe some of us guys could get together and do a bit of good. And then Jared Leto just goes, intriguing. And then before he gets the G of intriguing out, the last one, it just ends. So that's what I'm saying. It's obviously cut together with something else because he's like, intriguing. It's gone. And I'm like, right, so is he a bad guy? Or is he a good guy? Because it ended with him being a good guy. Really? Yeah. Do you know what I really... It ended up with I, him being a vampire, but he was still a good guy. You know, he, he saved the or the city from being eaten alive. And like, but it didn't, it didn't explain, what's he going to do? Is he now eating blood? Is he still on artificial blood, which it stopped working halfway through the film? He, he ate his missus? Like, <laughs> or... Turned his missus, shall we say it? That's a thing mm-hmm. now. You get turned. Well, no, no other person got turned. Exactly. Got I know she, she sort of drank his blood, but then he drank that. It just again, and it's like so now he's going to join the Sinister Six. As long as they don't go really bad, be a ba- really bad guy that's going to like hurt people and kill Spider Man and be a, a but is it is it? I don't think it's going to be. I think Sinister Six is probably going to be completely different without Spider Man. Well, maybe, but then it's going to be Suicide Squad and it's going to be a bit shit. I mean, that's going to be another shit film to review down the line. But it just all this stuff just really, really pissed us off. And I sat there just going, oh, my God. Like, it's well, Also, awful. it's insinuated about the Venom connect. There was a Venom connection, right? Yeah, that went, mentioned... and I actually quite like that line, to be fair. Yeah, it mentioned San Francisco. I was like, okay, so we're in that universe. Fine. Uh, what did spi- is there did a Spider-Man catch... about? No, there isn't. Did you catch when he went into the lab and he went, who are you? And he went, oh, Venom. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. I thought that was quite a little clever line. I thought, oh, I'll give them credit for that one. But uh... just we're on little one-liners. The other thing I, I did quite like was a, a blatant Lost Boys reference. I don't know if you guys got it. But when they're in the subway, um, the Matt Smith character, what was his name? Lucius, whatever the name is, was kept going, Michael... Michael, and that's like that's blatantly ripped from Lost Boys. Yeah, I thought that's quite a nice that touch. I mean, it, it, it ripped quite a few bits from different films. I mean, it did yeah. Usual Suspects, it did a right Kaiser Sozi when he comes out of the, the jail. Yeah, I like, the bit... I like that. And uh, there were some other bits like I, I didn't mind the stuff on the rooftops through New York. I thought some of those scenes looked really did actually look pretty good. Uh, when he was sort of like. Um, run, skirting through the rooftops and flying almost, though, and the echo and the echo location stuff was was impressive. Oh, yeah, that was pretty pretty cool. We yeah. didn't really use it, but uh, what he, I just he used it to practice and then catch a ball and then when else did he really really? I know he used it to find her in the end, but he didn't. I, don't I, thought, know. You, I thought he used it quite a lot, so I don't really? know what you watched. I think you fell asleep. I fell asleep. As all doubt. But the thing is, it just, I don't know, I don't know, it's like all that, I just couldn't really make out what was going on when he was fighting, when they were fighting. Yeah, you couldn't see them, and that's why I kept throwing it out. Same happened in Venom, the first Venom movie. When they're fighting, I just couldn't make out what was going on, it's too much. And it's not good enough just to put, every 30 seconds, to put a John Woo slow motion shot of them (laughs) fighting. 
because there's no because it's just we realize you can't see so this is what's going on for five seconds and then we'll just get back to it you like you know and you had that blurry stuff i actually the sequence of him taking the guys out on the the ship yeah it's actually quite cool yeah but i i must admit the opening like on that ship i thought i was thinking this actually might be all right maybe everybody's just because that seemed really cool um like it was really like foreboding and he was like he was grabbing people and and it was just like it was he was taken down one by one i thought ah that was a a good movie yeah very reminiscent of alien i thought yeah like when he he comes out with the hands and shit i thought that's this is this is creepy i was like it's like proper horror and then that was it that's only it's almost like that was original the original bit that they kept in was that part however they've just reshot a whole different movie yeah it's a a shame it's a real shame because it's such a good story that they could have just done a lot with it horror they just went down the horror route and just had that in mind maybe got a proper horror director they don't need to be scared anymore to just do something that's like completely different which I thought this might be like, let's have like, look at Joker, look at fucking hell. That's like Oscar worthy fucking movie. Do something different. Yeah, um, but that's because it's given to another direct, a director that they've gone, make it your thing, make it your vision. Like the James, the James Gunn thing, give it to someone, the Marvel thing, what they've done, right. They've given it to a person with a vision and gone run with it. We'll support you in everything you do. They haven't done this with that. No, not at all. They've had an agenda and uh, bish bash it almost like fuck. I tell you what, it almost like Fantastic Four when yeah. they released that part yeah. of shit. They I can imagine it. it all come out as well that the director was told this, the editor edited the fuck out of it, and then they'll probably be bring out the so and so cut. Oh yeah, what's his name? The director from Chronicle. He's fucking that movie was Josh Trank. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they turned that probably, I reckon, probably potentially good movie into a pile of shite. But I, I don't know. It just annoyed me. It went, didn't really go anywhere. And I don't really want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you, there's a couple of things. Can I just say, like, because I, I I didn't think it was very good at all, but there were a couple of little bits in it that I actually liked. And I just want to mention it. One was the Venom line. I actually really liked the start and end credits. <laughs> you know, the purple and, like, it was almost stranger thingy. Yeah, yeah. I was, quite like that. And I'm I like digging that. the bottom of the barrel. But the, there was one bit in the film I thought, oh, that was actually quite a stylish shot. Was you know the bit in the hot the hospital corridor? Oh yeah, where yeah. the lights are flicking on off, and the nurse turns round and she sees the little movement from the wall to the ceiling. Mm. I was like, "Ooh, that's yes. that was proper like like scary style." But style. then, but then they then they obviously cut it to Jared Leto sitting in the hospital randomly. Okay, just randomly sat in the hospital, and uh, you were like, "Well, I know it's Matt Smith." There was no, you know, like. You know it's Matt Smith. Mm. Like, you just, well, it's not Jared Leto. And then this whole like, oh my god, I've like, have I did I kill them? Did but didn't really even dwell on that. It was just sort of like, oh, did I kill them? All right, well, I'll go on the run again. And and that's the thing. Everybody knows who he is. He's been on the news, like everywhere. Mm. Everybody thinks he's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, what is he gonna do? That's like, why he's not he... a hero. He's a villain, and it like, and they should have fucking dwelled on it. Oh wow, they ruined it. They could have done so much more. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. But it's what they did with Venom. It's the same thing with Venom. It's it's this, we've got to make him a hero in his own film. And it's like, you don't. 
Just make him a bad guy. But they, but they want film. people. They want people to like him. That's the thing. They want people to like him. But what they don't understand is, if they made him a horror character or a I'm bastard or, or or somebody yeah. who like you want we, to die, love him even more. Like yeah, you don't have to make them like like Thanos. Like what was redeeming about Thanos wiped out the entire universe? But you want to watch him. Yeah, yeah people love him. People more. got him on a t-shirt. Really, like great, and he was hardly there. He was in the background, but they didn't go. Oh, by the way, and even Thanos had like his own reasons for doing it. You didn't disagree with it. Oh, you didn't agree with it. But then, you know, you didn't go. Ah, that Thanos. He's a bit of, like no, he's a bastard. Go and kill him. And when he wins, it's horrendous, and you want to see the next film. But this, it's just oh, it does my head in. Really does my head in. Mm. But yeah, it's it's bums on seats, and it's obviously made a ton of money as well. So the has <laughs> it? Yeah. Is it really? It's yeah. Well, it, I wouldn't say like Spider-Man money, but it's done all right. It's like oh, ninety odd million so over the weekend people, or something. So many people got burnt though because I think they went to see it purely for the end credits. That's all they wanted to see. But it's part of that completionist thing, isn't it? Superhero yeah. films. You know, yeah. you put Marvel sticker on it. You're going to watch it to keep up with everything. That's that's what they they're sort of relying on. But mm. it's the bubble will burst eventually. And like yeah. if I was. If I was Kevin Feige or Disney, I'd be looking at them going, hey, guys, like we're, we're doing the best thing to happen to the Sony Cinematic Universe for Marvel is when we lend you characters or that we've taken your characters and made them better. Mm. Like there'd be no Spider-Man homecoming if it wasn't for Civil War. You know what I mean? It's like they need to be going, guys, like, can you give us all this intellectual property and like let us deal with it because you're just absolutely mangling everything. It's a shame, isn't it? All those, yeah. all that money, all that, all the writers they've got, and they still can't just turn out a good story. Yeah, but and it's the story, and it's the, it's the script. It's and you know, it's because I, I, I actually quite like Jared Leto as an actor. Like he's in some great stuff. Like he's great in Blade Runner, Dallas Buyers Club, Lord of War. He's amazing in. Like yeah. I don't think he's a, and I didn't think he was particularly bad in this. He just was there. He was just being Jared Leto in a film. <laughs> just before we move on on the Jared Leto thing, I just want to hear. A rumor that came out from well, not rumor. It's actually said by the director. Um, obviously, he's massive on like uh, method acting, and and apparently he was going around on crutches, <clears throat> like. And if he wanted to go to the toilet, he was so shit on the crutches, it, they stopped shooting, and it was costing him so much money because he was taking so long that they just got him literally a wheelchair, and they put him in a wheelchair and just wheeled him to the toilet. I think that's hilarious because they like just had enough of him being a prick. <laughs> Oh, okay. Let's move on. Let's let's rate this yeah. bad boy because I can see uh, Butch is getting a bit upset. Yeah, t- uh, t- uh, three. Yeah, I- I'd go three stars. I'm giving it three a three. Stars? Yeah. Three breaths out of ten. Three breaths, definitely. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, definitely a three. Generous. It is. Really I think it's generous, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I don't even. Yeah, I'm not even going to justify it. Free. Well, <laughs> let's just let's just get rid of it. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's have a bit of fun now. Let's let's lighten the mood after that. That's on, well, we do. So the next episode, we're uh, we've got two potential movies. We're going to toss a coin for it. We're looking at the master, and we're looking at um, choose or die. So yeah, we're looking at those two. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? 
scared of me Why do you care for me When we all fall asleep Where do we go Okay, so uh, we enjoyed ourselves so much last week. It's come back for round two, Battle of the Titans. So um, we uh, handed out some more horror, horror characters between the three of us. Obviously, uh, thanks very much to Ali Cat John for last week's because uh, he picked some blinders. Um, but it's just us three. So now we have three each to whittle it down. Um, and then when we whittle it down, the winners of this one are going to go and face the winners of last week's. And then we'll, based on the scores we gave them, and then we'll crown a champion next week. Awesome. Now, shit, shit and masters we are, are we doing this like, so we're going to do three rounds again and we're going to have three on three, yeah? Three on three. So Matt okay. plays you first, you play me, then I play Matt and it goes around until we have no more characters left. Okay, so uh, it's Matt versus you. So if you want to pick your first cards. Okay. So, okay. So Matt, who are you <clears throat> going to pick out first? <clears throat> I have Freddy Krueger. Oh, come on, bitch. It's Brad. <laughs> so, Paul, I know you were very happy with your three that you I'm going to do Jason Voorhees then. <sighs> Hang on. Like, he's, if you've asked me first and I pick one, he's just going to look at his and go, well, I, I think that's more heavily matched. And he's just picked that. Should be random. Cheeky fuckers. Carry on. Don't hear the player, hit the game. <laughs> hey, it's Freddy versus Jason again, man. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Look, so, guys, uh, as you learned last week, it's all to do with what numbers you give them, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right then. So we have Freddy Krueger. So we're gonna go physical strength first, Matt. Freddy is 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 not physically big. He isn't physically strong. So I know I'm gonna get bitch slapped like Will Smith's bitch slapping Chris Rock on this one. So I've I've gone for three on strength. Uh, I I had eight because that's one of his and his tropes he's quite strong you know especially Big that fella. especially that uh sleep bag sleep bag sleeping bag scene Whoa. whipping it around so yeah eight for jason Voorhees in strength cool that's one nil to jason so now mental strength math mental strength i mean you know <laughs> i had to play the game a little bit so i've come really low on mental strength on this one although he's probably quite good at it I've, I've only gone for a one on mental mental strength really i yeah. should like that's shocking yeah i went for two so i win i don't feel like i should win over fucking freddy krueger <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay Great. jason boy he's as clever than freddy krueger well, I think, yeah i think you're gonna owe me on this one for the next three go on cool right well the next one is weapons so what are you doing for freddy krueger well, Freddy Krueger, he's got loads of weapons. Not only has he got his his glove, um, he's got he can turn into shit. You know, he's turned into many things. He can inject you with drugs. He can smash your face in the TV. He can work you like a motherfucking puppet. So I've gone for a seven. A seven. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? This, Matt, you have not done your points right. I, I, I mean, I've only got 30 points and the last one's fear and icon prick so carry on I mean you still, <laughs> you still win because I put I put six really uh, I'm surprised at that like yeah, the big... amount of weapons that Jason yeah. used but you know I'm playing the game <laughs> <laughs> now now now, We're now. Uh, so we have fear factor now so what we got for Freddy Krueger 10 baby order. yeah okay Ten. I feel like that coming. But I'm, I put, you, you know, you, you can't go to sleep 
you fear you fucking shit yourself. You have nightmares. You you fear him. He is fear and a fucking dream. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. I put four for old Jason. Four. Yeah, he's just walking around, isn't he? Really slowly. <laughs> walking around, but still gets everywhere. Like you could just. We're not really scared of him. He's just he just starts. You know, when they start having sex, he just goes in for the kill. I don't see him coming. Opportunist. (laughs) Right. So now it's 2-2, guys. So it's all down to the horror icon. I bet I'm going to get fucked on the last last one. So I spent a lot on fear, obviously, and probably too much on weapons. But, yeah, I went for 9 on icon. Oh, I went 10. Yeah. Just I'd I'd agree with that, though. He's He's got more movies. Yeah, and he, he is a bigger icon, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. argue with that. So I, that's a good match for match. That was quite yeah, good. That know? was close. I, I think, yeah, I think if you would have chuck a poll up of, I think more people, well, would more people recognize Jason's mask than Freddy? That's a debate, isn't it? Yeah, and the glove. I don't know. I think there's probably more. Uh, I think only just, uh, literally, I mean, where, where there's a point in it. I think that is fair because yeah. it's like only just Jason probably pips him to the post. I mean, the only other one higher than that maybe is Michael Myers. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. It's a cool. tough one. It's a tough one oh. to go out. I shouldn't, we shouldn't have started. That should have been a final, really. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you know it's going to come down to like in the final. After all, this is going to be like Art the Clown versus Gabriel from Malignant or something. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is Freddy's dead. That's it. Right, Paul, so you pick your first one now. I'm going to go for Candyman. Candyman? Who? Candyman. Candyman? (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) I am going to go for Reagan from The Exorcist. Oh, fucking shit. (laughs) Okay. Damn right. This is going to be interesting. Damn right. Okay, Paul, so you go first. So physical strength, what have you put? Uh, up at four is not really one of his. He's not that strong. He's got a hook. He's a hulking man. He's massive. He can, he, he can definitely hook you in the puss and lift you up. Oh yeah. I didn't think he was that <laughs> foreboding. There's a lot of different candy man as well. Four. Well, this is funny. So I've gone seven because <laughs> she's possessed. She can take out all men and bash them. <laughs> jump. Up. Yeah, so I've got seven. <laughs> so Reagan's going to kick the shit out of Candyman. <laughs> Mental. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, right, mental strength. I put, I put six because um, I thought, like, you know, he's he's stalking them. And my theory was the fact that he, he, he does manipulate them, especially in that first movie. He's very manipulative in terms of getting other people to do his bidding. So, yeah, six. Gets in their minds, doesn't he? Mm. So... Yeah. Well, I, I've uh, I went seven again. So, because she obviously manipulates the priest, doesn't she, with her her mind games, and turns just, them and stops them beli- she, believing in God. And she just says your mother sucks cocks in hell. Ah, uh, no, <laughs> no. She impersonates him, doesn't she? Oh my God. <laughs> Get in. <Wow>. That's two. <laughs> okay, okay, weapons for Candyman. I'm up at, up at seven. That's his pretty main thing, really. But it's a pretty, it's a cool weapon. I didn't think it was too high. Didn't think it was above like the Freddy Krueger claw or the fucking machete. But it's a, it's pretty fucking cool weapon. Having a hook for a hand and he does a lot of damage with it. So yeah, yeah. Well, I I had one because it's uh, 
Crucifix. <laughs> I mean, crucifix, that... and v- crucifix and vomit. That's pretty much all I've got. I wouldn't want to be stabbed in the ass by that crucifix. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, you never know where it's been, but you sort of do, don't you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Fear factor. I mean, I've gone for eight because this is this is his this is his uh, almost his top trump. Really, it's the it's the in the toilet. It's you know it's putting. Can you say candy man, candy man? You know as many times that that five times or is it five or three? I can't ever remember. I think it's five. Uh, that amount of times, you know, that's a scary fucking thing, and it's a it's a folk tale. Yeah, I thought that was quite high, so I put eight for his fear. Okay, well I've put eight as well. Because yeah. I mean, it's being possessed by a demon. I mean, I think everyone would be scared of yeah, getting possessed. Good. So, yeah. So on eight. So Paul, you need to win. You need to win this one to draw. Icon. Okay. Icon. And I think yeah. I'm gonna look a five. I put a five. I thought he's quite up there, but not really. He's middle of the road. So I put. So this is this is. Yeah. Well, I. This helps that I put one for weapons, to be honest. So I, I put seven for horror icon, which, yeah. to be honest, things things a bit low anyway. But uh, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I got seven. Oh, I don't like losing. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> ask you a question. I'm gonna ask you a question, right? So if you showed someone in the street a picture of Reagan and a picture of Candyman, which I think they would pick Candyman more. Do you think? Know his name, maybe more. Obviously, horror people who know horror. If you ask the average Joe, I reckon they'd probably pick out Candyman more. I think that's an interesting one. Maybe. I'm just talking to the, the average person. But iconic. It's hard. Isn't it? it's hard. That's what we'll do this week, guys. We'll get out on the high street and we'll just start going. <laughs> <business. laughs> yeah, I will do. I start, I'm going to start having to change all my points over based on analysis that I do around Cheltenham. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Regan goes through, beats Candyman. Wow. Okay. So, Matt, it's yes. me versus you. So... I am going to pick oh, my two left. I'm going to pick uh, Jack Torrance. Oh, I'm going to pick Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Torrance versus Chucky. Oh, that's great. Chucky <laughs> versus Jack Torrance. Okay, so I'll go, I'll go first for physical strength. I have put eight. Oh, I put eight as well. Eight. Well, eight. I think he's, he can swing an axe, can't he? <laughs> I, put, I, I don't know why I put eight for Chucky. It's not really that. But I was just thinking of all the films. He's just so hard to kill. Do you know what I mean? He's just yeah. a little bastard. He just like keeps coming at you. Burnt, stabbed, fucking like blown up. He just keeps coming. So that's why I put eight for strength. I'll say that's fair. Okay. We're all drawn. Tied after the first one. Okay. So mental strength. Mm. I don't agree with Jack Torrance being as, as high, but never mind. <laughs> it's my card. It's my card. Um, mental strength. I've put two because he's not very. He's not mentally strong, is he? To be fair, let's be honest. We we talked about it last week. He no. pretty much instantly lets the the Overlook Hotel take him over. So yeah, I put two for mental strength. Yeah, I put seven. Believe it or not, because I think he's very manipulative, manipulative for the little kid. Because he just like he keeps like he he just wins him round, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. No, I like that. He is very manipulative. I would say that was fair. Yeah. Matt yeah. goes into the lead. Uh, right. Weapons. <laughs> Weapons. 
So I had a hard, a bit of a hard time with this one. I was, I was going backwards and forwards, and I've just gone six yeah, because I've... he has only got an axe. See, I, I, because I, I was wasting all my points away. I went for five. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't expect to win that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh cool. dear. Okay, so now, so that's that ruler that's not big enough for you, Matt. Mm. That's yeah. One, that's one one now after three. That's a bit of a strange sentence, but yeah. So fear factor. What we're going for? Fear oh, factor. Hang on, hang on, I'll go first. I'm going first. Oh, okay, six, six for fear factor. Yeah, you beat me on that. He's quite scary when uh, he is possessed, but the rest of it, he's just a bit of a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I would have gone higher, but I, I pissed up some of my points, so I only had three. For fear. <laughs> okay. Not, nobody's scared of him until he changes into Chucky, but he's definitely more fearful than a three. I just fucking ran out of points, to be honest. Awesome. So that leaves horror icon status. Mm. So I've gone eight for Jack Torrance because I think, you know, everyone knows the the face through the door, that imagery. So yeah. See, I've gone, I've gone eight, eight as well. Eight. Is that a draw? No, I win. What? <laughs> two one. <laughs> two one oh. after five. <laughs> Fucking worst penalty shootout I've ever seen. <laughs> Jesus. I won so, on yeah. strength. What? I won on strength. We both said eight. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you want a mental? It. You went on mental. dead now as well. Freddy's dead. Chucky's dead. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> both of mine are alive. I'm winning so far. Okay, so uh, all right. So guys, we have one uh, character left each. So what we're going to do is we're going to play off against each other uh, in one sort of master round, final showdown. To see who goes through uh, to the next round. Okay. Okay. So in this, two characters have to go through to the to the final eight. So there will be two. So it'll be whoever wins first, second, third. Yeah. And third yep. gets knocked out, and one and two go through. Okay. Okay. So I have the thing. I have, I, have, I have scream guy. And I have Pennywise. <laughs> oh, this is going to be interesting. Okay, so who wants to go first? So, oh, I want Matt to go first. Come on, the Pennywise. Okay. Physical strength. Physical strength, a three. Three? Not very strong, I don't think. No. Okay, I, I've I've also gone for three because he essentially gets his ass fucking kicked every which <laughs> way. They all they all do, all the time. It's funny. <laughs> That's the appeal. Well, I've I've gone for nine. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. He's, he's, <laughs> the, the strong, it's strong to overpower its uh, its host. So, um, Matt, mental strength. I have gone for a six for this one. Oh, I've gone seven because I think the plotting and all that sort of stuff is there is what's what's happening with all of them. Mm, yeah, cr- cunning. Yeah. So I've gone for a six as well. Oh, Scream Guy wins. How so the fuck does Scream Guy go through? But mental strength, it, it does take a lot of uh, planning and a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, cunning to get all the, the calls in the right place and all that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Ghostface wins that one. Right, weapons, Matt. Have you gone for? Two for weapons because, I mean, Pennywise ain't got 
a lot of weapons. I mean, you can change into stuff, but you ain't got weapons, really, as he much, really. Just, just his fear, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, oh. that is a pretty. I mean, the knife is pretty fucking cool. It's a different. It's a really cool knife in in what they do. I mean, the guns are a bit of a shame, which was why it doesn't get higher. But I'll give it a seven for that really cool knife. Seven. Wow. Well, I've gone zero <laughs> for weapons because it hasn't really got any. It's it's. I suppose it's it's itself is a weapon, um, and it hasn't really doesn't really use anything else apart from itself. No. So I've gone, yeah. I've gone there for a zero for weapons. Okay. But Ghostface wins again. <laughs> God, whoa! Well, at the minute, so after three, so at the minute, um, Ghostface and Pennywise are going through based on first, seconds, and thirds. Okay, so the thing has to. Get to arson again. So, uh, fear factor. What you've got for fear factor? I have gone for ten. That's top trump. Pennywise, man, he's fucking scary as everyone's scared of him. <laughs> well, he just morphs into whatever you're scared of, really, doesn't he? So, yeah, I, I've gone for six. Six. He, he's not really. Uh, yeah, sometimes with the phone, you get a little off job scare. He's too clumsy but, to be yeah. that fearful, isn't he? It's a Halloween one. costume, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I've gone for eight. So again, it's just to do with the tension and the it, it yeah. generates fear rather than because by the time you're scared of it, it's took you over. So yeah, eight. Yeah. And then last but not least, so I I need to win this one to knock. In fact, I don't think I can win this one. So what you got, Matt? I got, got for... icon nine. I would have gone higher if I had points left, but I didn't. He's a Matt. He's such an icon. Come on, Pennywise. I went eight. Um, fuck Ooh. me. Come on. He's had. He's had nearly. They, they're coming up to six movies, and I'm sorry. This modern day horror. Who the fuck doesn't know Ghostbusters? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I put seven because as much as we love the film, as much as we love it, and it's one of the best films ever made. I I think people would struggle to. To instantly recognise it outside of the, the horror community. So possibly, yeah. Seven. Yeah, Does that possibly. mean I've actually got a character that's gone through? That <laughs> means both, yeah. So Pennywise and Ghostface are going through. The thing has been horrendously knocked out. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, so our final eight is um, Bruce the Shark, <laughs> the Xenomorph, uh, Gabriel from Malignant, <laughs> Michael Myers, Pennywise the Clown, Ghostface, uh, Jack Torrance, and Reagan from The Exorcist. So you'll so, divvy them up. You'll divvy them up next time, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to randomly put put them in a list. You guys can pick them out of a hat, and then we'll uh, we'll sort of based on the marks we've already given them, we'll whittle it down to a top Tom's champion. No, I want to keep on my characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then we if got... yours, he was your original character, wasn't he? So. Mm. All right. Sounds good. Good fun. Nice one. Cool. I enjoyed that. It was good fun. Love, love a bit of maths. Maths and horror. They go maths together. And controversy as well. I like the controversy. Awesome. Should we uh should we now get on to our movie from the vault? It's funny. One night you go to bed and when you wake up everything is different. Thank you.
acting a little peculiar. He's like a completely different person. I don't even know him anymore. Something's gotten into him. Sometimes everything glows with a different kind of light deep into him. What are you telling me? That we killed someone last night? Something bad. <laughs> something slimy. What are you doing? Something very... I know something's happened to you. Very... How is that? Hungry. <laughs> Okay, thanks to John Alicat for picking this movie we are doing brain damage a movie from 1988 um a movie let's just let's do a little synopsis shall we (laughs) one morning a young man wakes to find that a small disgusting creature has attached itself to the base of his brain stem the creature gives him a euphoric state of happiness but demands human victims in return there we go Directed by Frank Herrenlotter, who Herrenlotter. who also, just so you know, Matt, <laughs> you're going to love this, obviously directed Basket Case. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. But he also did Bad Biology. Do you remember that movie? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And we've got, we've, got, we've got to address the elephant in the room. For It's not, it's not very good for all you podcast listeners, but Geordie Paul has got a lovely background. <laughs> of of brain damage Elmer of Alma popping out of his head I just, I <laughs> screenshot it I don't know That's... why we don't I don't know why we don't have more uh, merch of this I, I'd like to have a badge so I've not seen this one before this is a new one for me um and me I've not seen this yeah and, Paul and you me I've definitely not seen this before <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have though it's really weird Felt very, it felt very basket case. Maybe. And very wacky and silly. It's essentially, um, you know, a, cre- a little weird creature movie. Um, silly, goofy, with some good special effects and a load of fun, really. Follows like a our main guy um, who's played Brian. by Brian. Who's, uh, Brian. Brian. Um, who plays by Rick Hurst, who who has uh, Elmer attached to him and he's pretty much going around getting brains for it. That's the general story. What did you think about him, Matt? Yeah, fucking mental. Absolutely mental. Um, it's an interesting little watch. Um, it's out there. It's definitely out there. You know, it's got like lots of hallucinate stuff involved. And I was, I was pretty intrigued to see where it was going. Um, yeah, it, I, I think I liked it, maybe. I'm not sure. Jory Paul? Well, this, <laughs> right, I can just straight off the bat, as soon as John said it last week, right, I obviously never seen it, but I used to work with someone who used who loved it, right? And I he used to, like, he drew a picture of Aylmer in the, in the shop we used to work in, right? So I sort of knew what was coming, and I knew that this isn't going to be my bag. <laughs> Um, but saying that, 
saying that, I actually I, I laughed my head off. <laughs> but some of the bits in this film were hilarious. So I yeah, I, I sort of went in thinking I was gonna hate it and I wasn't gonna say I liked it, but it was very funny. Put it that oh, way. I think, I think him coming over to the podcast, I think we might have changed Paul. <laughs> you know, he's coming over to the dark. <laughs> you, you need to try a bit I harder. Mean, this, this is right on my street. I knew. Um, I did say that last week, didn't I? <laughs> it's stupid, silly, um, good fucking fun. The creature. I did not expect the voice. Oh, my that, I, I, I don't. That, that, that got me from the start. I was like, I can't remember. I can't remember in it. Uh, but oh my, oh, who does the voice? But it it was genius. I was like, huh? I expected it to be thick and just a pile of shit or something like that. But <laughs> no, nah, the voice got me. Oh, it's just this little this little face and uh, his little eyes on the thing. I thought it was great, like a little bit of poo just with like two eyes stuck on. It. I thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was more of a like a phallic cock. It was like his little sex pet, almost, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Was it making him come at the start? I mean, they say well, euphoria, but we're basically talking about the fact that he was coming, right? But, but he's what definitely wanna... making cum faces and cum noises. We, we've skipped a massive part here because I just want to talk about the start because I was fucking confused. Um, the two old people that clearly don't know how to look for things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and... I've never heard screaming like it in my life. That old woman was so annoying. Um, I put that as well. Why were they trashing their apartment? They were like trashing it. I put that as one of the horror tropes because the screaming really made me feel uncomfortable all throughout it. There was the sensory sort of overload in some of the screams Mm. and stuff like that were just like intolerable. They were really worse. For me, oh my God, shut up. Yeah, Matt, you were right about the cupboards. She was in that kitchen cupboard looking for it for like a minute when it's like, it's not in there, love. <laughs> and the fact, and the fact he was pulling out the books, out of the books out, bookshelf, I'm like, is he going to be behind there? Probably not. But yeah, that was, that was, that was very, very strange. But obviously he comes in, doesn't he? So you, the introduce you is he's come in with some animal brains. Um, and then obviously she screams because he's not in the bathtub anymore and you don't really know what they're looking for or and then, it, I, lo- then... I love the fact it just doesn't i love the one thing i do love about it just don't give a fuck about explaining where he's from and i love that that's balls it's just like we're gonna just put this fucking guy in there don't matter who he is is whether he's a fucking alien monster whatever it's like just gonna i'm, I'm just gonna write and i'm fuck the backstory really Antics, just like deal with the antics and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, I love that. But I love that about like basket case. I'm not, I'm not going to obviously do on that. But that's, that's why that's so fucking crazy. Do you know, what you I mean? get Brian, don't I, you? Who's like, he's, he's, he's ill and is, is sort of on-off girlfriend or the dating or I don't really get it. And his brother, she, she's in. a fucking slut, isn't she? Yeah. And his brother, who was, his brother had eyes for a right at the start. It was like, hang on, your brother's a bit weird. Yeah, that was obviously, a bit disturbing. Right. Brian's telling them to go on because he's not feeling very well. And then you find out why he's not feeling very well when Aylmer makes an appearance. <laughs> and squirts some strange fluorescent jizz in his brain. 
yeah the, the the weird blue jizz was weird um and uh, ultimately it just it just made me laugh the whole way through it i mean you had some great little moments like the blowy from hell i thought that was fucking fantastic <laughs> we forgot about the, that, uh, the, the, the car wraith the what yeah. sorry the car rave. the car rave. he literally just goes raving in the junkyard but what's the like, security guard doing yeah, the security, the security guard, guard thinks he's Robocop. He looked like a, he looked like a cop, didn't he? Yeah. Really strange. <laughs> yeah, and then he jumps out. He he he's, he sort of manhandles him, tries to put cuffs on him, and then uh, Aylmer just jumps out of his uh, jacket and starts eating <laughs> brains. And the the, pro, the process of how he kills people is hilarious. He just like <laughs> latches onto their head and just munches through their brain. And and for some reason, the person who's 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 kind of having the attack on him just doesn't have the intelligence to just pull him off. Yeah. They're just let him, waving their hands around for like the kill scenes are really long as well. They're like a proper yeah. like five minute scene of of Alma like munching on their head, which I think is hilarious. It is fucking great. <laughs> it was it was it was great. I loved I loved all the kill scenes. Fucking brilliant. It yeah, reminded me a bit, a bit of the stuff as well. I don't know why, because of the maybe the prosthetics and stuff. Yeah, and the stillness of it, and just like the yeah. random like position of the camera, maybe as well, mm. like what it's doing. But yeah, definitely, there was just so much wrong in this, but that made it so much right. And it's just like, I, the other thing is like Brian, uh, um, when Brian first sees him, he he's not phased at all. Like it's so weird. It's like it's like. You'd be fucking freaked out seeing this little thing arrive in your room. He's he just not that bothered. Just puts, him, puts him in a bucket and decides to have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> Was it explained why he needs water? No. No. <laughs> no. Was it explained why he knew he needed water? No. But we did. <laughs> but we do know that he needs brains for yes. his power. Yes. For his little spunk juice that he has. Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk blowjob, Paul. Blowy from hell, yeah, that was fucking random. Just picks up a random chick from a bar, and then uh, he just she's pops. Game. She's game. This is when I. Now, in fairness, she picked him. Yeah, this is when I knew that I'd remembered who the director was because uh, as soon as I saw this scene, I was like, I've seen this sort of shit before, and I was like, obviously I knew about Basquiat, but I totally forgot he'd done Bad Biology, and I was like, oh, this is fucking genius. This has got Bad Biology written all fucking over it. It's so stupid, that movie, that, like, you know, it's got, like, a detached cock and that goes off and kills people. And it's also got somebody who gives birth to every time she has sex to, like, this weird little creature. It's so fucking random. And I'm like, yeah, this is the brain of him, definitely. <laughs> I loved it. Um, and then the other one as well, he killed, when they have a, he did a little snog, didn't he, later on? And, like... Obviously, she died that way as oh, well. Man, that that subway scene was weird, wasn't it? Where it just he just kept appearing and blew up out of his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, trying to get him. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah. Some some of the effects on that was just fucking mental. But and, go and, back to before you got the blowy. If you jumped into a nightclub, right? No matter how high you were, right, and danced like he danced, no woman's coming anywhere near you. <laughs> It takes only takes one, mate. Only well. takes one. <laughs> yeah. Oh my word! 
So yeah. before the yeah, so then he got basically he wakes up, doesn't he? <laughs> and he's got bloody pants. <laughs> and he doesn't know where the bloody pants came from. Because that's where after he finishes eating her brain, and then that scene where it just retracts into his trousers, but like the bit of brain just like hangs on the, <laughs> the fly. I was like, Oh, that's rotten. That's proper rotten. It's just him like not caring, just taking off his pants and trousers, like in the middle of in the alleyway. And <laughs> yeah, in the alleyway, yeah. <laughs> it's as, if, as if he's had like diarrhea pants or something like that. It's, it's blurred. But yeah, why did he end up in his pa- why did he end up in his pants? Does he just keep moving about in his clothes? He doesn't stay in the back of the neck. He just keeps moving about wherever he wants. I think so. I mean, it just yeah. latches on, doesn't it? Just holds on. <laughs> then he, he sort of Brian decides that he wants to like rid him. He's like, hang on, you can't kill people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to move out the flat, so not to endanger anyone. I'm going to move into this really, really horrible the hotel, motel, hotel, and uh, yeah, go cold turkey on uh, Ilma, and again, just absolute genius. No, I'll tell you what though, the that ear bit, the the bit oh, where yeah. he's pulling shabs ear was horrible. Beautiful. Oh, I, I, Beautiful. So fucking disturbing. And it's like yeah. so long and and drawn out and like and then the amount of blood. I thought I loved that scene. I thought that scene was fucking ace. I thought it was so. Bad. It looked painful though. It looked right. Yeah. It looked like it's so real. I was like, ah, oh. not to be gross and stuff, but when I had ear surgery once, right? <laughs> and this is what reminded me. I had ear surgery, and obviously they basically took off my ear, and. Um, done some stuff inside but they had to put some some kind of uh gauze inside my ear like a hang like on a fabric inside my ear they took off your ear and yeah yeah and then um basically they 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 put this stuff inside it to pack it out so it just like doesn't get infected and stuff and there's a little bit poking out and um it was just like it does disintegrate after a while apparently but i had to go to the doctor because it was like poking out and then and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all nice and healed. And he just freaking yanked it out. Oh, and it was gross. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I know it's painful because it fucking hurts. <laughs> he didn't give you any of his juice, did he? <laughs> hey, hang on a minute. It's a bit funny. I woke up. I woke up. I thought that was toothpaste. <laughs> I did love, I did love the way Elmer just turned into an absolute bastard, though. He was literally just sat in that sink going, all right, Brian. <laughs> yeah, so you don't want me, uh, but uh, you're not going to give me brains, but I bet you I can last longer without brains than you can without my juice. He's an, ar- he's an <laughs> arsehole, isn't he? Yeah, he's and then he's going, la, la, la. And the song he sings? So random. Elmer's song? And I, all I could hear, right, when he was singing it, right, was Elmo's song. And I don't know if that influenced that <laughs> all, but all I could hear was him going, la, 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 this is a song, Elmo's song. And I was literally, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, he's a fucking little Amazing. prick. I loved it. Um... <laughs> but but <laughs> one thing I do want to raise while we're still in the hotel, um, when Brian goes for a shower, some random scene with a big muscly guy with his ass out in the shower. <laughs> That's it. That he, didn't even, he didn't even kill him. Proper soaping himself up, and oh, oh, we go. We're gonna get a big fucking like kill scene here. Nope. Just wanted to see a big burly man in the shower soaping himself. Why not, mate? Why not? One for the one for the boys. One for the boys. <laughs> Maybe that was what, what it was for. And the little expo- I, I like the little exposition scene where the old man caught up with him 
that he was looking for his little uh, Aylmer and then started divulging that who used to own Aylmer and like he travelled the world with oh, all yeah. these like rulers and chiefs and kings and all that type of stuff. <laughs> Load of bollocks. Because the old couple, obviously, they, they're just trying to find because they want him back because they're, they're basically like, it is like a junkie thing, isn't it? They, yeah. need, they want him because he's injecting them with this amazing thing that makes them feel amazing and see amazing things. And they're just that random scene, isn't it, where they're on their backs, like sort of ODing the withdrawal. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're spilling, you're just like, what the hell is this? Before yeah. it even explains anything. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, then, but then, like, obviously, the, it gets thrown to the ground and dies. Is that right? Are we meant to believe that it dies? Well, he gets all of his juice squeezed out of him, doesn't he? Yeah. So he t- yeah. The, the, it all ends up back at the, the after he, he kills his girlfriend. And then uh, he's gone sort of, is he going back to the, is it at the apartment block? And the, the old couple are there and they're... They find Elmo, and the old woman's stroking him, saying hello, and she's stroking him very phallically, shall we say. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, it was just like, ah, ar. I'm not going <laughs> back said, to them. Oh! I love the fact that he's, he's like, no way, I'm not going back there. They fed me rubbish brains and kept me in their bathroom, <laughs> literally. And I love the fact when he's, when he's uh, killing the old guy, literally halfway in his head, and Brian's like, come on come back and he's like i haven't finished yet i love that bit and a bit falls out of his mouth a chunk falls out of his mouth it's brilliant but are we meant to think that at the end that he shot his head off but really another elmer's coming out of the head i think i don't know i mean i put it as that alma because uh, alma was on his back of his brain when he got pulled off it kind of he was squeezed and too much of the stuff went in brian's brain and he's like ODing. that's how i thought he's like having a massive od maybe i don't know that's how i saw it yeah right he he had a big fucking hole in his head and a big growth i thought there's another poo was growing out of his head that was cool the growth the kind of um effects on the growth kind of yeah down was gross thought it was going to burst at one point it was gross i didn't think his brother was very shocked to see him at the door though when he's got Blue blood yeah, no. coming out of his mouth and a big lump on his head, screaming at him. And his brother was like, "All right, <laughs> where are you been?" Uh, yeah. Know. So then, so then the old man sort of gets half his brain eaten, but then isn't dead and manages to get Aylmer and squeeze the juice out of him. And I think that just kills him. Yeah, poor, poor on Aylmer. He gets squeezed, squeezed to death, and just dies on the floor. R.I.P. Have we got any um, good Matt's facts for this? There must be some fucking... I have. I've dug out some Matt's facts, man. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. So, the blowjob scene. So, um, old uh, Frank Hennenlotter doesn't get a lot of luck with people walking out of his sets because when he did that that scene, um, crew refused to work on it and walked out. Some of them walked out. Suppose they did. This crew did the same in 1982 on Basket Case. So I take it. I don't know if you guys recognise. Did you see someone on the subway scene? Did you see someone? No. 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 I missed, I missed no, it. No. What happened? Are you both kidding me right now? Yeah. No. The guy from Basket Case comes in the subway with the basket, 
and sits down right opposite. Good. Now, in my defence, I haven't seen Basket Kiss, so... Oh, fair, <laughs> but I didn't enough. think he looked a bit weird. Butch, what the fuck are you doing? I have no <laughs> idea. Him. I don't know if I can miss that. He sat down and he had the good case. And, All right. and kind of like, Brian looks at him and he kind of nods and the guy just like gets up and walks out. <laughs> with Belial in his cape in the, in the basket okay yeah I just missed the best cameo in the world ever you have to go back and have a look <laughs> I will do Frank Henelotta reportedly gave up cocaine and wrote this film as a metaphor of his experience <laughs> <laughs> there you go okay <laughs> exactly um, apparently there was only one film it, um, permit that they got throughout the whole filming of this, and that was only the subway sequence. Everything else, they just gorillaed it and just did it without permits, which I always thought, thought was ballsy and cool. Nice. Um, did you guys spot any particular books in the bookcases behind at all? Oh, my God, I've been shit. I'm really sorry, no. <laughs> Me too. I, I, was, I think I was just to be honest, I, I was watching. I didn't, see it. I didn't see it either. It's just because I went digging. I saw this. So apparently, if you look on the back, there's a Stephen King book, Cujo. Uh, and apparently that's a reference because um, when Stephen King wrote that book, he was so out of his face, allegedly, that he can't even remember writing the book. So it's like a little nod to Stephen King okay. in, his, uh, in his experience with drugs as well. Um, I've got a little blurb to read here that's quite funny that I, that I found out. So uh, did you notice this? I did. But Brian has an unexplained cut on his lip all throughout the film. It was part of a subplot involving him getting into a fight the night before defending his brother in a bar fight. But due to time restraints, the explanation scenes were never filmed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just got a split lip all the way through the movie, pretty much, which was kind of, kind of weird. Um, with a kill count of seven, it says, but I believe possibly eight, because I don't, I don't think Ryan is coming back from that last scene. So no. I'd say seven, maybe eight. Right, okay. I think he's going on. <laughs> Bless him. Um, it was good fun. I appreciate John for doing that one. I haven't seen it. I thought it was it, great. It was good, good fun. He's um he's a bit of a treasure, that Frank Hannibal. I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> Frank who? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you rate this then, Matt? I really enjoyed it. I mean, the start of it, I was like, I really did not think I was going to like it from the first kind of 10, probably 15 minutes. I was thinking, this is so weird and so, so low. It kind of like, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I wasn't getting the vibe. And then, then, then as the film went on and they introduced the character and stuff, I started fucking loving it. So I'd probably give it, I'd probably give it a seven out of 10 for myself. Seven breaths. Jordy Paul. Well, like I said, I already explained, it's definitely not my bag. <laughs> but I'm going to give it, just based on its comedy value alone, because I genuinely laughed my head off. And I have, I've actually shown the El, El, Elmer popping out, like the hi scene, to about four oh. people, because it's just people needed to see it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a five out of ten, middle of the road. You may wow. think that's harsh, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's just not my thing. Secretly, I think he's a, he's like yeah, a I, he's, I felt that he's more the way he's talking about it is more of a seven for him. Especially that you've been showing <laughs> the character. You you've shown the character around. I think you liked him more than you think. Yeah, I think it deserves a second watch for you, mate. 
I'm like, that's, that's, that's a Christmas movie coming your way. Um, for me, I agree with Matt. It's up there, seven, potentially eight, maybe in a few future watches from me. I was going to say, I thought you might have gone bigger because <laughs> this is your sort of bag. It's good fun, man. Really good fun. Um, so on that way, good maths. That's a bre- drawing last breath, seven out of ten. Outvoted. <laughs> Cheers, John. That was a that was yeah. great fun. So, who's got the next pick? It's Mister Butch. Yeah, um, I'm oh, going. Come for on, t- mate. Don't let me down. I'm, I'm out. I'm out of the eighties, and I'm going two thousand and one. Wow. I know it's my yeah. I don't usually like to do this, but I've been this one's been on my mind now for a couple of. Uh, a couple of months i want to do jeepers creepers man yeah so jeepers creepers then boys um cool you it is available to watch on amazon prime i do believe for free Good. Good <laughs> choice. this one's going to be a free easy access justin long um i can't i haven't seen this i haven't seen this since we watched it at the cinema yeah, I've, only, so. whatever, I've only ever watched this once so and there's a new jeepers creepers coming out this year so it could be funny is that, is that the fourth comes out this year? Fourth or fifth, I remember. Bloody hell. Yeah, Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? I think it's going to be a cracking rewatch. Nice. So yeah, one from the vault. Jeepers, creepers, man. All right, then. That's um, episode 101. Oh, my God. On the road to a 200. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good one, lads. Enjoy that, Paul. Your first official episode as a, thank as you a very much for having me on guys i'm sure it's going to be fun i'm sure we're going to have loads of fights about me me giving low marks and <laughs> i will i will get more fisty cuffs later definitely <laughs> um but with episode 101 we've got to look forward to 102 um we've obviously said about our next episode's main review will either be the master or choose or die which is good amazon versus uh, netflix who's going to win we shall see more top tramps coming from something to scream about. Thank you, Geordie Paul. And I've just pulled Jeepers Creepers from the vault. And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreath pod at hotmail.com.